Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hey, y'all. Are you an avid listener to My Doula Micah? And you want to be more involved. You want to support. You want to be a subscriber. You want to get ad-free podcasts. You want to see some video content or never-before-seen footage, extra additional content, maybe even some merchandise at a discounted price, and you want to benefit from that. Then go to patreon.com slash mydoulamicah and jump in to the fun. Welcome, y'all, to My Doula Micah. I'm Micah Burgess. I'm in Waco, Texas, and I have been really enjoying my podcast. I think I've been doing it for a couple of years, and um, sometimes I talk very specifically about childbirth things. Uh, sometimes I talk about more like the family unit. Um, I definitely talk about my faith and God on my podcast episodes. I talk about adult parenting and um, relationships. Um I talk about uh, mentorship, which is part of my business and what I'm doing. I talk, I talk about a lot of stuff, honestly. And I, and I like that the topics are broader. Today, though, I will be talking about very focused childbirth uh, topic. And, and this is a question I get asked a lot. Maybe it's the question I get asked the most. And it is about induction, being induced for labor. And so I'm just going to, I get a lot, I mean, like I get phone calls about this from, from doulas, from past clients, from friends, and, and it's a big topic. So I'm just going to share with you guys kind of my thoughts about this. And, um, I know I have a lot of doulas that listen and some of you may be shocked to hear what I'm going to say. Um, but my, I, I've recognized that my go-to and what I feel like I'm to be promoting and talking about is that, you know, childbirth doesn't have to be this one particular way. You don't have to be swayed and feel bullied. (laughs) That's a trigger word for a lot of people by your caregiver or by your uh, family members or by your doula. I really, really, um, want to promote this power to choose what you feel is right for you to choose. And that is the power to choose a natural birth, a home birth. And it's also the power to choose induction or C-section, right? Um, and so that's kind of the angle that I'm coming from. First, in general, my general rule is you really only want to get induced if it's truly a medical reason. And I, there's not a lot of those, y'all. Um, like preeclampsia, 
or um, maybe there's a concern for for baby. Um, one of my clients was um, induced because she had a really terrible, severe case of pups, which is basically this rash that literally takes over your body. And it is miserable. It's not just itchy, it burns. And I mean, it was spreading all over her body, including her vagina. And so you only get it if you're pregnant. And the only way to cure it, honestly, is to not be pregnant. And so she had been enduring it for a very, very long time. So she got induced. Great choice, right? Um, maybe you're getting induced because like for myself, I had, um, I had an emergency C-section because my body was giving out, right? It wasn't necessarily induction, but you know, sometimes there are emergency situations that they do try induction first before they go straight to a C-section, which is better, right y'all? I mean, wouldn't you rather at least be able to attempt to go into labor before you go to a C-section? So again, I really believe it should be medical um, because the concern is that if you are induced, it will result in a failed induction meaning your body never really responded to the Pitocin or whatever the method was to induce. Um, maybe once you were induced in, in the medication, a Pitocin was introduced, excuse me, you had more interventions as a result of that because your body didn't respond well to the induction. Maybe you're feeling sick. Um, and so, you know, now they got to give you something for feeling sick. Maybe, your body is not, I don't know, you're, you've lost a, a lot of amniotic fluid because they broke your water also as part of your induction. And now, now baby's not doing well. That's, a, that's another reason why it would be a failed induction. Baby's not responding well to all of the, all of the interventions. And there's no way to know y'all how your body will respond or how your baby's going to respond to an induction. And the answer to a failed induction, you guys, is a C-section. So that's what you want to keep in mind as you are playing with the idea of being induced. It needs to have a real reason and purpose. Okay. So I, you know, I'm not ever going to be like super on board with wanting to be induced because, you know, your mom's going to be in town <laughs> wanting to be induced because your caregiver is going on vacation and, you know, they're trying to rearrange, you know, they're wanting you to rearrange your birth plans for their schedule. Not, not super fired up about that. Um, other reasons why you might hear of someone being induced, they're saying baby's too big. Um, my question is, how do you know that? I know that they try to measure, but everybody needs to understand that when they try to measure a baby while you are pregnant, um, it can go a pound, a pound and a half, either direction, smaller or bigger. And so you will have no idea how big your baby is until baby's born. That that's just the truth. Um, and so you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt, honestly. Um, and you know, labor is going to confirm if your baby is too big and literally going to be stuck. So worst case scenario is, you know, now we go to a C-section, which is what would have happened anyway, if they had induced you. Okay. That, that, that's what would have happened. Um, because baby's too big. And so what they're trying to do is avoid the C-section, which I understand, avoid the C-section, induce sooner rather than later so that you can deliver vaginally. I get the, uh, mindset of that. I get the, the idea of that, but by and large, babies are not too big to be born vaginally. There's very, very few of those scenarios. And if you've listened to any of my personal birth experiences, then you would know my smallest 
baby was eight pounds, 10 ounces. My largest was 12 pounds. And I delivered all of those, those first five vaginally, no tears. Okay. So it, I'm not superwoman, you guys. I, I did things to prepare my body, to par- prepare my perineum. So I did not tear. I did things to prepare my uterus to be toned so that labor was like rolling down a hill and it just worked. I, I did those things. I prepared for that because I wanted a natural birth. Okay. So there are things you can do. I have lots of podcast episodes about that. I have a book that talks about that. So grab those if you want more information about that. My Doula Micah is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash doula and get on your way to being your best self. What are some things you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? Where are you already crushing it? Think opposite of new year, new you. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we've already been doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strength so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash doula today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash doula, D-O-U-L-A. Another reason to be induced, you're going to hear from your caregiver, maybe you're approaching the 40 weeks and the concerns will be about size or placental health or the health of baby. Um, so your due date is honestly, you are within the realm of full term at starting at like 37, 38 weeks, all the way to 42 weeks. That is considered within the normal range of full term. So having said that, when you start getting to 40 weeks, which, you know, you're supposed to be pregnant for 40 weeks. Um, then the concern is, like I said, baby's too big. The placenta is losing its, you know, nutrients and baby will be suffering as a result of that. Or baby is needing to be born. Baby is going to do better. Um, because the house is no longer fulfilling what it needs to fulfill. Okay. So I actually understand all of that. And I know of cases and I have lots of doctor friends and midwife friends labor and delivery nurse friends that have actually seen infant fatalities because of the 42 week mark and baby just was not getting the nutrients that they needed anymore. And they really needed to be born sooner. Now that is not uber, uber common, but here's what I want to tell you, your caregivers, nobody wants to flirt with that line of potential infant fatality. So what is the answer? Well, let's just go ahead and induce and have the baby now, not push it all the way to 42 weeks. Let's just go ahead and avoid that awful scenario and have your baby at 40 weeks. 
I get that. I get that mentality. I, I, I actually understand it because I have been a part of a situation where a baby was born and they died. I mean, it's, it's not, it's awful. It's, it, it is awful. And not all of them can be, those situations can be avoided. So your caregiver will use everything they can to avoid the ones that they can avoid. And they feel like this is one that they can avoid. Does that make sense? They're not trying to be mean. Most of them, they're not trying to take over your birth story and your birth plan. They're trying to use common sense as a doctor or a midwife to go, Hey, you know, let's, let's, let's break this down. What are the odds here? What, what, what do we, where's that line? of emergency. And so I actually get that. And then here's what I want to say to you guys too. When you hit the 40 week mark and especially the 41 week mark, your body's pretty much ready. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm being honest. It's pretty much ready. And literally you just need to be pushed off the cliff. And sometimes just using the, um, Oh, I'm losing my train of thought. The Foley bulb or starting pit at a very low dose or nipple stimulation, sometimes that's all it takes. And then your body kicks in, goes into labor, and then your body takes over on its own. And then you're not having to use those resources anymore. You can be taken off the Pitocin. You can stop doing nipple stimulation. You know, sometimes it's breaking the water. It's just a little nudge. And I'm talking about once you have reached 40, 41 weeks. It's, It's not as precarious, in my opinion, once you get to that point. So I'm sharing all that to say, I don't believe that there is a, 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 this strong line drawn in the sand. You never, ever, or you always, always, I I just don't believe that's it. Every situation, every birth scenario, every, every mom, every baby, you, you have, you weigh all that. You consider all of that. Um, so here's, here's my response to the concerns, right? Um, to being induced. So I had a client who delivered their first baby vaginally. Um, but it was extremely traumatic situation. Baby was in fact stuck. Um, baby was kind of in the birthing canal, almost crowning. I mean, she pushed for four hours. Her labor was perfect. She pushed for four hours and that last hour, I mean, we could see baby's head. that's just dangerous. The baby was born gray, not breathing, no muscle tone. And it was a very scary situation. Um, this mama had a fourth degree tear and it was, her pelvis was, you know, not lined up properly. It's just how her body was built. And it was scary. Baby lived, thank goodness. Um, but with her second and third pregnancies and, and babies, she opted to induce sooner rather than later because of her body, because of her pelvis, because of that experience. And I mean, with her third, she still had a fourth degree tear. I mean, this was legit. This was a legit reason. And so that's what I mean. You have to take each situation and, and examine it and, 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 figure out what is best for this mom, for this baby, for this situation. Um, here's something that you can do, you guys. Um, if your caregiver is mentioning um, induction, baby's too big, you're reaching 40 weeks, you know, whatever, that you don't feel it's necessary, you can request a non-stress test, a biophysical test. And basically, it's evaluating baby's health. Um, it monitors, like, breathing patterns, movements, muscle tone, it, your amniotic fluid. Anyway, and it's, it gives you a score. And that score can help guide you 
towards, is it time to induce it? Will it be better for baby to be born now? Or does everything still look good? Okay. So that's definitely something that I recommend that you do if you're concerned about it. Um, and you know, I think timing, I mean, like trying to plan, uh, timing at first glance seems important, but you know, for me, like I said, it's a no-go if it concerns family getting to be there or your doctor and their schedule. Um, you're just really tired and uncomfortable. I mean, you know, I say that I actually had a client with extreme circumstances. I'm talking, you name it, they were encountering it. And, and she was just mentally a mess, like, crying every day. I mean, I think her husband was going through med school. She just wrote her dissertation. They already had two toddlers. They had just moved. I mean, it was, she was, um, spiraling down. I mean, her pregnancy was not going well and she had moved to another state, right? So I was at her first two births. The first one was actually a C-section. Her second one was a successful VBAC and, um, and she was actually induced. Um, and so there was kind of that added stress C-section, but successful VBAC and kind of considering what's this third one going to look like. So, you know, she doesn't have the doctor that she had with the first two. She's in another state. Of course, I'm not there, but I'm having conversations with her to try to help counsel her and guide her. And, you know, no other doctor in her area was offering, um, what she was looking for. And what she had been able to do with her second one, nobody was offering that. And so it put her in a situation to make some very difficult decisions. And mentally, she was really stressed and couldn't make the decision. And she just finally was like, I, I don't have it in me to do this whole birth thing. Like, I don't think I care if it is a natural birth. I don't think I care. Like this route, I need it to be very different. I need it to be trouble-free, pain-free. I don't want to guess. I need to be done. And so you guys, honestly, I, I was giving her the thumbs up, stamp of approval. Yes. Get induced, get the epidural and let this be an experience that was not traumatic and difficult and first, cause you know, obviously her first what the C-section was very traumatic. And then the, the VBAC was kind of it was such a good experience. It was so good. But along the way, there was stress because she never knew if things were going to change. And she was just like, I can't do either one of those. Like, I, I just, I can't do it. So honestly, for her mental health, I think that was a fabulous decision. And that birth experience was perfect. And she called me later after the baby was born and she was like, I should have done that with the first two because it was so good. Right. We're, we're weighing her scenario. We're, we're looking at all of the, the things that are in her life. We're, we're weighing the consequences where we, we understand the risks. And then there's a decision that's made. And I, here's the thing. Like I said, I'm, I am a big advocate for women knowing and embracing their power to choose. And like I said, that means the power to choose anything, including an induction. Listen, if you've done the research and you do know what the potential risks are that someone can face if they're going to be induced, right? You know what could possibly happen. So once, once you're educated, once that person's educated, then exercising the right to choose should be validated and not shamed. A lot of women shame themselves because of the choice they, choices that they make in childbirth. They feel guilty about it. Stop that. There's no reason to do that. And sometimes you're not validated by other people. You feel shamed by other people. Well, shame on them. 
you know, this is again, your body, your birth, your baby, your situation, your experience, and it really needs to be what you want it to be. And, you know, now that I'm talking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, this is actually where my childbirth consulting services could really come into play where, you know, you have in advance hired me, kind of put me on reserve for a situation and a circumstance like what my client found themselves in with their third baby and she's in another state and she can't, I can't be there for her. Everything is different and she's needing to talk this through and process so she can make a decision. And I was able to help her do that, give her wisdom and counsel for her to make the best decision possible for her. And that is exactly what she need. And her situation turned out really, really good. She felt great about her choice and was so thankful and so blessed that I was able to help her do that. Now she was a repeat client. And so my repeat clients are my people, like they're my friends, but there's plenty of you guys out there that don't know me really, except from the podcast. I I don't live in your area. I've never been your doula. And now I'm a retired doula. So you can't hire me anyway. So this could potentially be an opportunity and just kind of an example of what the childbirth consulting would look like getting counsel from an experienced person in the childbirth arena concerning your very personal situation and scenario. So if you're intrigued by that, of course, you can reach out to me at mydoulamica on any of my social media platforms or mydoulamica at gmail.com. Reach out to me if you want more information about that. And, you know, I again, I hope that everybody really can grab hold of what I'm trying to say specifically about induction today that on the whole, I would say, no, don't do it. Not a good idea. Unless it's medical, unless there's a real medical reason, don't do it. But you also need to weigh your personal situation, receive counsel from people that you actually trust and who know what they're talking about. (laughs) Not just somebody in their blind opinion, but somebody who actually knows and understands you and your situation and birth, right? And so, you know, some of you may be frustrated with me. You're like, no, 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 no. I wanted the answer. Yes or no, always. And I, I'm sorry, I can't give that to you. I, I can't do that. Overall, I don't recommend it. I, I really don't. I don't recommend induction. You just, there's just so many things that can go wrong or that you're not going to like as a result. Okay. Induction is hard. It hurts a lot more. And so a lot of women end up on an epidural and they never planned on ending up on an epidural. Now, because you're on an epidural, we introduce a whole new set of things. So again, I don't recommend this, but I do recommend you really considering your situation and what is best for you. And, and whether that is best for you physically, mentally, for your baby, weigh your options, do your research, know what all your choices are. And you guys just be confident in what you choose for you and your baby. Thank you for listening to My Doula Micah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at MyDoulaMicah.com. If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to The Humor in Birth, Stories and Insights from a Doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week, so please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.